Well, good afternoon, everyone. It's great to be here uh, in front of the Calgary Stampede just hours before we launched the 2022 edition of the greatest outdoor show on earth. And what a great stampede it's going to be. Uh, it's a time to uh, celebrate our Western heritage and our rural roots, uh, but also for, for Calgarians and visitors uh, to celebrate all the great things that are happening in this city uh, and province. I'm going to have a few words to say specifically about uh, the exciting things happening in Alberta agriculture in a moment. But before I get to that, I wanted to just highlight some very positive news. Uh, as you know, our government was elected on a commitment in the last election to challenge, to fight as hard as we can, Justin Trudeau's No More Pipelines Law, Bill C-69. Back in 2019, we succeeded in getting Canada's Senate to completely rewrite the bill, accepting all of Alberta's amendments. And we got eight provinces on side, uh, us plus seven other provinces, to challenge the uh, No More Pipelines Law in Parliament. Unfortunately, the Trudeau government refused to listen. They passed that law. We then kept our campaign commitment uh, to launch a constitutional challenge. We did it in 2020 at the Alberta Appeal Court. And on May the 10th of this year, we got the decision back, an historic four to one majority decision uh, that uh, st uh, struck down Justin Trudeau's No More Pipelines Law, the Federal Impact Assessment Act, uh, with a uh, very historic decision, an affirmation of, of provincial jurisdiction, provincial rights under the Constitution, because this law poses a real threat to the future of the Canadian Federation. It turns the Federation on its head, and it also imperils our economy, creating even more investor uncertainty by asserting a unlimited federal ability to step in and uh, micromanage pretty much every major project in any sector of the economy, in any province of Canada, at any time, for any reason. It cannot stand, and as the uh, Alberta Appeal Court majority said, quotes, if upheld, the legislation would permanently alter the division of powers and forever place provincial governments in an economic chokehold controlled by the federal government. The judges went on to say that the act constitutes a profound invasion into provincial jurisdiction and provincial pro uh, proprietary rights. Parliament's uh, claimed power to regulate all environmental and other effects of interprovincial de designated projects uh, intrudes into industrial activity, resource development, local works, and undertakings and other matters within provincial jurisdiction. And uh, so they struck it down. Now, I've been working with my colleagues, the other nine Canadian provincial premiers since May the 10th, to encourage them. Uh, to step into this as the federal government is appealing uh, the Alberta Appeal Court decision to the Supreme Court of Canada. Last night was the deadline for provinces and other parties to submit applications to the Supreme Court of Canada uh, to be interveners uh, in this historic and critically important case uh, before the Supreme Court of Canada. And I'm pleased to report that all nine other provinces have, uh, as of last night, as of the deadline, have uh, confirmed their application to be interveners at the Supreme Court of Canada. Uh, that underscores the critical importance of this to the future of the Federation. So I'd like to thank all premiers and provincial governments uh, for uh, adding their voice to this critical debate, uh, especially Saskatchewan and Ontario, who have been us uh, since the beginning at the Alberta Appeal Court. So uh, a very important development there 
that I think will underscore for the Supreme Court uh, the importance of respecting the Canadian Constitution. With that, I'd like to highlight uh, great news here today. Uh, as I said, Stampede is uh, all about celebrating our Western heritage and our rural roots. We should never forget, for all the, the fun, the midway, and, and the breakfasts across town, that the Calgary Stampede is uh, an agricultural exhibition. Uh, that is why it was founded. And it is a coming together of of agri-food producers, livestock producers uh, from not just across Alberta, but all around the world. A lot of important business is done here uh, in the ag sector, and Minister Horner will be talking about some of that. So it's a great chance to celebrate a huge step forward in Alberta agriculture. Uh, Last year, it turns out, was a record year. Despite bad weather, uh, we booked uh, $14.1 billion in Uh, agriculture and food exports, a record high, while food manufacturing set a record uh, biggest number ever of $20 billion. Now, when we hit COVID and the global recession, this government knew we had to take dramatic action to get our economy back on track and to support and grow our traditional industries like ag, but also to diversify And in the ag space, that means more investment in manufacturing, food press, processing, and value added. So back then, we set in our strategy a very ambitious goal uh, in Alberta's uh, agri-food sector and investment growth strategy. We said that we wanted to hit $1.4 billion of additional investment in agri-food processing here in Alberta. And uh, I am now pleased to report that Alberta has not just met that goal, but we have crushed it. Since setting that goal, we have seen uh, $1.5 billion of new investment in agri-food and food processing in Alberta. An incredible sign of strength of Alberta's economic recovery, and uh, this is great news. From potato processing uh, to hemp manufacturing, we're seeing products grown here in Alberta uh, being exported around the world. And it's just the start with our job creation tax cut, our red tape reduction strategy, targeted supports uh, in the ag sector with critical capital infrastructure investments like twinning Highway 3 in the ag corridor between between Medicine Hat and Lethbridge. The single largest investment in the history of Alberta irrigation, we put together about a $900 million package that is increasing the number of arable acres in the province by over 125,000 acres. And Minister Horner's working on expanding that huge uh, uh, increase in irrigation in Alberta. This uh, meeting the $1.5 billion goal of new investment in the sector uh, means about 3,000 new full-time good-paying jobs. And I can tell you that much more uh, is on the way. So an important uh, bit of progress in Alberta's economic recovery. I think this stampede, we're going to be celebrating a lot about Alberta being back And we can say now confidently that Alberta Ag has never been stronger. With that, I'd like to invite uh, Alberta's Minister for Agriculture, Forestry and Rural Economic Development, who himself is a multi-generational rancher from East Central Alberta, the Honourable Nate Horner. Thank you, Premier. And good afternoon, everyone. I'm very excited to be here in Calgary as we get ready to kick off Stampede Week. 
From the rodeo to the live music and food, the greatest outdoor show on earth is a time to celebrate Alberta's rich agricultural history. Passed down from generation to generation, the economic footprint of a farmer or rancher runs wide and deep in our province. You may not know this, but every dollar created in agriculture and food processing can generate more than $2 of economic output. That's why, as part of Alberta's recovery plan, our agri-food sector investment and growth strategy set aggressive targets to build on existing strengths and maximize growth opportunities. The strategy established targets to attract $1.4 billion in new investment and create 2,000 new jobs by March of 2023. And as the Premier said, that's why we're here today. We're excited to announce that we've met and exceeded those targets earlier than anticipated. As of today, we have facilitated almost $1.5 billion in new investment across 197 projects that will create around 3,000 jobs for Albertans. In the past three months alone, we've announced more than $592 million in ministry-supported investments. This includes projects such as Inca Renewtech's $72 million hemp product manufacturing facility in Vegreville, Super Puff's new $50 million potato chip processing facility in Airdrie, and Phyto Organics' $225 million yellow pea wet fractionation facility in Strathmore. These companies and many others are part of a new chapter in Alberta's rich agricultural story. This milestone is a testament to the potential of agri-processing in Alberta and a stepping stone to further investment that will employ even more Albertans in the future. Alberta has the fundamentals to support a robust agri-food industry with a global impact, and we will continue to create business environment that attracts international investment to ensure Alberta's agri-food sector reaches its full potential. That's why we've been working to double our agriculture-specific staff at Alberta's international offices in Mexico, the U.S., Singapore, and the EU. These new team members complement the staff already working out of our offices in Beijing, Seoul, Tokyo, and New Delhi, delivering on our mandate to build an even more competitive agriculture industry. Despite a difficult growing season in 2021, the past few years of record-setting highs in food manufacturing tell a very impressive story. Data from StatsCan shows that in 2021, Alberta's agricultural and food exports did set a new record of $14.1 billion while food manufacturing also continued an upward trend with sales reaching a record $20.1 billion. And we have more incredible opportunities in front of us. Currently, we're actively working on over 100 projects with a potential of facilitating an additional $5 billion in investment. For more than a century, agriculture has been building our province. We are famous for our beef, our golden fields of wheat, our barley and canola, and an entrepreneurial spirit that has been part of our success from the beginning. The food we produce here has a global reputation for safety and for the very best quality. In a world where almost one billion people go to bed hungry every day, we're gonna continue to work to meet that demand. Alberta's farmers and ranchers are feeding not just Alberta families, but a hungry planet. And if there's one message I wanna leave with you today, it's that Alberta is the best jurisdiction in the world for investment, growth, and expansion. And what better way to let the world know than just before the greatest outdoor show on earth. So thank you all very much. Thank you, Minister Horner. That concludes the formal portion of today's announcement. We'll now move over to a moderated media Q&A. Uh, we do have a Unimike uh, out on the ground here for any journalist in person uh, asking a question. We will ask you to limit yourself to one question and one follow-up. With that, I'll open up up to the floor.
Seeing no interest here, we're going to turn it over to the phones. Operator, can you please put through our first caller? Thank you. The first caller is Safe Kaiser, City News. Good afternoon. Uh, my question for the Premier here regarding Stampede. You know, it's finally here uninhibited by any restrictions on gatherings. Wondering if you feel like this is what Alberta needs right now to uh, help boost uh, economy and tourism. 100%. Uh, Stampede's... I think a couple things are going to happen here. First of all, <laughs> people are going to have an awesome time. You know, this uh, COVID was two tough years. It was divisive. There was a lot of things lost. And people can come back together as community, heal those wounds, get past those divisions, reunite as a community. So I think it's a big morale booster. A lot of things to celebrate. Leading Canada in economic growth and job creation, new investment, diversification. Uh, and we have some more news uh, on that front next week. But also, big boost for the tourism sector, which was the hardest hit by COVID. And uh, just this morning at the first flip breakfast in downtown, I met tourists from all around the world. Uh, of course, from the U.S., from Britain, elsewhere in, in Europe, Asia, uh, who are coming back uh, to to this, the biggest tourist event in the, in the province. So uh, I think this is good news for the hospitality sector. Those folks are going to be going up to, to Drum to see the Drum Heller, to see the... Uh, uh, the Dinosaur Museum, they're going to be going to the Rocky Mountain Parks. They'll be going all around the province, spending a lot of money. Um, and so uh, I think it's good news for retailers, restaurants, uh, hotels, those folks who've been really hit hard through COVID. So um, really, uh, and I understand the Stampede um, has really high ticket sales uh, for the rodeo events, um, showing that uh, between the tourists and the locals, uh, this is going to be a successful Stampede. Thanks, Premier. Safe, did you have a follow-up today? Yeah, so wondering if there are maybe any concerns from government about maybe a spike in COVID numbers again after this event, and also if you feel like we might not see as many people uh, coming just because of ongoing travel issues we're seeing uh, mostly out of Ontario. Yeah, we're not quite fully back on the travel side for sure. As you've seen, our airlines have had to cancel uh, some of their flight schedule to deal with a big logistics problems. Uh, but I think we're going to see, like, it's, it's getting back to normal. That's the good news. On, on uh, COVID, look, last uh, summer, we had uh, no restrictions and there was no post-stampede spike in cases. There were, uh, I, be, I think at most, a few dozen cases of transmission traced back uh, to the stampede activities. Um, and, you know, stampede happens in the first part of July. We didn't start to see a significant COVID case spike in the Delta wave until mid-August. So the two were not connected. Um, yeah, the, the virus continues to circulate, but between high levels of natural immunity from prior infection, plus, um, you know, 90% of eligible people having gotten a, a vaccine dose, uh, we are like the rest of the world, moving on with life. And uh, I don't want people in the summer of uh, 2022, when we only have about uh, 20 people in ICUs with COVID, I don't think people should be sheltering at home, uh, living in fear. Uh, I think they, if, if there are people who are immunocompromised, they're always going to have to take some precautions about this or other infectious diseases. But uh, I, I think we're... Uh, like every other major event in the world, um, we're, we're, we're getting back to normal here. And, and I, there's no reason to believe that can't be done safely and for good. Thank you, Premier Kenny. Just a reminder to any journalists on the phones that you can press star one to enter the queue. Operator, can you please put through our next caller? 
there are no additional callers at this time. Wow. Oh. Briefest news conference I've ever had. All right. Thanks, folks. That wraps things up today. All right.